All right. So uh, this is interesting here. Um, it's been a long time coming. Yeah. We can say, long, long I would say. <laughs> or we can say welcome to Talk Public Health. Actually, I think it's welcome back, Charles. <laughs> welcome back to Talk Public Health. Of yeah. course, of course. Um, I don't know what to say. It, it, it's been uh, um, quite a bit of a ride. It's been a little while since people have heard from us. Mm -hmm. um, and we're hoping for this show to be able to focus on, uh, you know, three main themes. Uh, all right. Um, and it's going to be a bit free flowing. Uh, mm -hmm. You all, we're using a new tool to be able to go live. So um, if you use the comments, hopefully we'll see the comments come in and try to respond. Uh, but um, I'm Charles, if you need a reminder. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you've changed much, Charles. Like nobody okay. needs a reminder. So of course, but still, maybe for new followers. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And um, we're going to bring in Annie actually as well, because. Yeah. Because I think that it's uh, good to get a brief update on what we've been up to since exactly. last year. So I'm going to bring in Annie now. It's actually already a year, I guess. So. Hey, everyone. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Hello, yes. Annie. Hello. Okay. Um, we're keeping this a bit free-flowing. Um, why don't we give a bit of an update of what we've all been up to since... Um, last episode which was <laughs> over a year that, almost a year in, i think it was in february i would say yeah, february, february last year was yeah, after school. School. Yeah. we didn't we didn't hit one year we almost did but almost still, yeah um so uh why don't i uh naomi why don't we start with you i i yeah okay let's let's start with me maybe i'm a bit chilled but yeah okay uh it's late here so of course it's about 10 p.m but so that means i'm in central european time so i'm somewhere in europe <laughs> but yeah a bit of update on my side i'm sort of still in the transition like moving during covid and all that so it's it's been of a ride as all of us have been <laughs> in a bit of a ride with the COVID uh, pandemic. I actually, I don't think I should call it COVID-19 now, but I think it's now COVID-20 even, but we can go with the right name. So yeah, that's just a bit of, from my side, moving countries, changing, uh, finishing a job and moving as well. So I don't even know where to start from. Maybe I would leave it to you, Charles, and then you can say something and maybe something comes to my mind, but just a bit of a brief. Yeah, I'm somewhere in Europe. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I am still in the Bahamas. Um, doing uh, consulting work um, around climate change. Um, doing my own consulting as well. Um, so that's dealing with public health, climate change, governance issues, and just taking steps one day at a time, just taking things one day at a time. That's all I can say. Um, what about you, Annie? Uh, well, I'm here in Sydney, Australia. Um, I did come back 
from Europe um, a little bit over a year ago. So I can't say that in the last 12 months I've moved countries, but I've moved cities. Um, I went back to Melbourne, then I went to Canberra, and now I'm here in Sydney. Um, and I'm working for the state public health organization in the infectious diseases branch, um, what we call the communicable diseases branch. Um, and so obviously my last 12 months have been taken up by COVID quite a lot. Um, but at the moment, I'm not really doing as much COVID work, but um, working on a few other infectious diseases outbreaks that we have, because did you know that there are diseases out there besides COVID that's infectious? <laughs> hey. No, it's hard um, to remind yeah. people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so those had been sort of um, maybe not had as much attention as they should have in the last 12 months, and now we're catching up. So there's quite a lot of work on those fronts at the moment too. Okay. Fantastic. Thank you very much for that, uh, um, Annie. And I think like it's so important um, that this first episode is dealing with like recovery and reflecting and relaunching mm -hmm. so many different things um, are in terms of our lives, in terms of the podcast, in terms of our daily routine, etc. Um, but of course, uh, we know that um, what kind of overshadowed things last year was um, COVID-19, for sure. Um, and uh, we certainly are going to be doing an episode about that. Um, we had some content developed from like last year <laughs> dealing with COVID-19 yeah. that never made it to air. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, but um, that's going to be something that uh, you all as our listeners are going to be able to enjoy um, in the month of February. Um, but I guess, um, why don't uh, between the uh, three of us just talk a little bit of what was, I guess, the biggest thing around COVID-19 that kind of like impacted you all? I'm throwing it out there and I'll answer last. So any of you yeah, Charles, that's like a trick. I answer last, so it's like, ah, I have time to think. You're throwing it out all day. <laughs> I think maybe, actually, I will push this question to Annie because Annie was kind of like really in the front line with COVID, right? And working with that. So maybe let's get a frontline perspective that we can get like draw back and back and that flow. So over to you, Annie. It's, um, yeah, that's interesting thinking about the biggest thing with COVID-19. I don't think I've really even had a chance to reflect on what the biggest thing was. It was, as you said, Naomi, it was sort of the day-to-day -day response. You know, you arrive at work and you go, well, what do we have today? How many cases do we have? Who are the sort of outbreak population today? And you sort of deal with um, what you've got to deal with on the day and um, the big picture thinking thing. I am definitely helping with writing reports now about our response of start to think about the bigger picture. And um, but I think the the reflection is going to take a while for me, um, and it's not done yet. Um, I mean, I'm doing less COVID stuff, but I'm still, you know, my my head's still partially there. So. Um, I, I mean, I guess it just took over my life in a very big way. That that's a big thing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I guess uh, 
Definitely, but we, we can't wait for those reflections because I think it will be quite worth a while and just yeah. see what that will well. be. Yeah. From my side, I would say, yeah, it's also been like autopilot mood, you know, like when you are just in a situation, you, you adapt, you move, <laughs> you go and yeah. you keep going, right? But I think one of the things I, I, I think that, would I say it's a lesson or that became more clear and more like surprising is how much you could learn on the go, like things you think you can like not do or things you looked up to. It's like, okay, even though you're not really sure you see yourself implementing it and to maybe paint a clear picture, it's like, as you mentioned, I need those reports and things. It's like collating data from like many sources as a short time and trying to make sense out of it of nothing nobody really understands. So for me, it's just that letting to do that or being able to do that on the go was kind of a bit of what I learned. But I would say to some extent now, my biggest lesson for the COVID is that you just like, you can't plan like you we just all live in an uncertain like world so whatever you plan like just be flexible to adapt you know that's like a strong message like just don't hold on too much to things and be flexible i don't know how better to put that i still have to reflect but kind of that's some of the things that keep echoing in my head so now charles you have the floor yeah um for me i guess um i had two experiences one was being on the um i guess policy side of things with covid and you know being a national task force and trying to help prevent the spread and the other hand was catching covid and getting really sick um in the latter part of last year and um I mean, there was lots of things to reflect on, like what's important, uh, like what's important in terms of life, what's important in terms of time, um, not taking your health for granted, mm -hmm. um, being upset, because like, you know, I, I've had COVID, that was not like the flu. Um, it, I, can tell you that I'm a risk adverse person. So I don't recall going anywhere or doing anything that would put me at higher risk for catching COVID. But I like, personally, I felt like I was gonna die. That sounds like very morbid, but like that was the worst feeling I've ever had before in my life. And while I'm very happy that I recovered and um, don't see any long-term, effects um you know getting back into the swing of things i definitely felt fatigued and i noticed it um but i'm feeling better now and um hopefully um there's no reinfections that will go on <laughs> i'll keep my fingers yeah. crossed for that and uh, we'll see how things go from here um so i that's what i have to say but more about that in a future episode or if you want to hear more about that let us know like you know yeah. just like comment i don't have any problem sharing i tried mm -hmm. to share in a personal uh video but we'll see where it goes from here um i guess the yeah. net sorry no 
Go on, Naomi. No, no, no. It's just back to you and sharing. Like, uh, for me, it's like I've, I've had, like, you, you had COVID. And I think out of, like, the other people I've met, like, you've been one of the closest people I know that had COVID. So, and someone being in the public health community, being able to tell that story and, they like, going forward with COVID and how you felt also, like, playing both roles. So, outsider and patient, COVID patient role, I think it's important to share that. So, that's definitely something to to look forward to in an episode coming. And I'm commenting on behalf of the followers that I would like that episode. <laughs> so, that's something we should work on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's so many aspects to, to that story, though, that would be yeah. really good if um, all of you who are listening out there have any specific questions for Charles to um, send those through to us so we sort of know what you're interested in covering as well. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. And I have zero problem sharing. So you might be listening to it live or uh, recording. So just let us know. We're going to read through it. We're trying to be very intentional about what we cover this year <laughs> in our content, yeah. uh, which I think takes us to another bit uh, in terms of reflecting. I think we were talking about Managing this whole imposter syndrome, um, you know, we're all grown up in our <laughs> various jobs. Uh, although I wish I could give back the whole adulting coupon. Um, I, always <laughs> yeah. that, but I don't think that this is what I was told. I was, it's was, such told, a scam. <laughs> was sold a bad bill of goods. No, mm-hmm. but like, Joking. Um, um, I'm just wondering, uh, how do you all feel about uh, imposter syndrome in terms of moving into new spaces and uh, positions in your career uh, one year out uh, from our last episode? Um, I still feel like an imposter in my job. I <laughs> think I'm, I still feel so junior. Um, yeah, it, it's probably a good thing about my workplace that there are just so many amazing people here and come to work every day and it's like wow you you did what sorry and um even just starting here within the first week having met the chief health officer for the state and she was having a conversation with me I'm like wait I'm so junior are you sure you're you wanting to talk to me like yeah no I think I'm still having those experiences though yeah Yeah. definitely definitely I would say it's also about like how much like that hierarchical system in our minds like work right it's like I, I was yeah. because of this this imposter thing like, I was watching a bit of some YouTube videos learning and it's it's like you can see it all over we get somebody saying like ah this is what you're going through but then you're like yeah but you don't get it like that and it's a matter of like how the hell this is a worldwide pandemic and I just finished school and like being in this what are you actually sure but then gradually you get those comments as you say like Annie for you was just meeting yeah. this and and you could she talked to you so clearly what you're doing was relevant or just getting that feedback that oh yeah what you really contributed makes sense you know and then you take it in but as you said you still feel <laughs> I'm an imposter it's not me yeah. so I think that's something we have to maybe get I wouldn't say get comfortable with, but just know it it's, it comes and learn to navigate it that it doesn't really hinder you from mm-hmm. like doing what you think it's the best thing to do. Yeah. I would say, yeah. 
I think um, it's interesting coming from, I, I, I don't know if um, you've experienced this, Naomi, but coming from a medical background where, you know, I've been used to making big medical decisions for years. I, I remember the first time when I first qualified as a doctor, I was so scared of even prescribing paracetamol, you know, writing that on a patient's chart, but I've moved on since then. But coming into public health is still completely different. You know, like if you put me in a hospital, yeah, sure, you know, I can chart up some pretty heavy drugs for mm -hmm. someone if they needed it. But still here in public health, I'm, I'm going, oh gosh, am I, am I doing the right thing? Have I just, you know, cause a political uproar with exactly. the written? Yeah. But I think that's the, the complexity of the public health that now comes into play because as you said, right, the mistakes in medicine or you get acclimatized to the to the environment, you know, okay, this is the guideline, this is what I do, if this happens. So to some extent, even after a while, you get comfortable with it. But then, as you just mentioned, is it like something you do now that you get into a political, like uh, <laughs> you're not politically correct? So there's a lot of complexity with public health. And I think, which makes, I think you would never be, as I, I don't know if you would never be maybe as time goes on with more experience as we mentioned we just started so maybe in the next 10 years we'll be like very sure of what we are saying i don't maybe. know if you could ever join a <laughs> pandemic but yeah maybe but to some extent i would say it's just because we are newbies but we kind of have the knowledge but we just need that push more to and that more experience to ground ourselves more kind of that's how i see it charles What's your I, I think because um, you know I, I I'm at a place where you know I've had to start my own business in order to like do public health work and be involved in different consultancies and you know one like you feel really awesome when you get these roles in this work but then you also recognize oh that's a serious weight of the responsibility of the work that you're conducting and like if i mess this up like like that's the financial consequence behind it but then like a lot of the stuff that you know i've been taking on i'm like this doesn't just have financial consequences it has organizational possibly national or international consequences and i think getting comfortable i think that Imposter syndrome, I don't think anybody really ever gets over it, but I think I, I would be concerned if I ever began to lose that sense of responsibility in terms of the decisions that I make, mm -hmm. because that's when I'm like, do I care about this job or rules I'm doing anymore? So yeah. I've been trying to find a way to balance that. Mm -hmm. Some days I'm just like, wow, there's so much on my plate right now. How am I going to balance this? But um, just having to tell myself one day at a time, you're here and doing this for a reason. Mm -hmm. People believe in you for a reason. So just try to take that one day at a time, one step at a time. I, I really agree with the point you made on, like, uh, sorry, Annie, on the point yeah, you made on balance, like uh, balancing it out and seeing that because if you if you put it in the bigger, sometimes bigger picture is good, but sometimes when you have that big picture, you're like, huh? But when you just take that small thing, you move a step ahead, then gradually you're kind of like, 
okay, I, I, I've been entrusted with this task, I can do it, like, just moving forward, as you said, yeah, one step at a time, that's really the best way to go about it, but never getting comfortable, but just knowing that you can do it, and yeah, that's, yeah, over to you, Annie. I was going to ask you, Charles, with your climate change work, you've actually had to represent your entire country in a lot of fora. What, what has that kind of um, responsibility felt like for you? Oh, um, heavy. <laughs> and I think that that's okay. Um, I've, I've had to balance two things. One where I've come to recognize that I am not Superman and I can't be everything for everyone at one place. However, I also recognize the um, privilege it is to be able to do some of this work at the highest level. I didn't think that I would have been speaking to the UN last year. Um, and that was people pushing and lobbying and advocating behind the scenes for that to happen. So um, I don't take that lightly. Um, and I try to do my best with the, I guess the responsibility that's been placed before me. And I always still try to take a step back to say that, you know, if you burn yourself out, Charles, then you won't be able to do anything <laughs> for the country or for anything that you're doing. So. Sure. Um, that, 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 that doesn't mean that I'm perfect or that I do this every single day. I'm like, yes, get up and repeat. And no, no, but I give myself the room to feel okay when I fall down and give myself the space to feel okay with getting back up and moving at a slower pace. So. It's like um, you brought back this. I don't know if you remember last year when we were in Ren, we talked about uh, compassion and like empathy for the um, front workers. I, I, I can't really remember the discussion we had, but it was really talking about being compassionate to yourselves. Mm -hmm. And that's something that you just mentioned. Like, it's okay if if you don't like if you if today you just feel like okay i'm tired i don't want to do stuff but it's and it's also okay when tomorrow you're on the go and you're like okay i got this and i'm moving forward just be gentle upon yourself i always say just be gentle with yourself yeah and yeah that's that's a good one see we're actually ending up with a lot of lessons from 2020. Yeah. <laughs> so that's um, cool. i i actually think um but i I kind of got to talk about it, about this whole dealing with burnout and um, how exactly, where were some tips or tricks? And um, uh, I mean, I'm gonna just be honest and open people. Like I've definitely had moments where I just burnt out. Like, yeah. that's, that, like that just happened. Um, and I think that that's okay. Um, I think, uh, again, I've been taking as a lesson going into 2021. It is okay. And even after like having COVID, it's okay to not be okay sometimes. Yeah. And um, I've, and I feel bad because sometimes it means that I'm ignoring people. I just, I've 
learned to put my phone on do not disturb. I've learned not to pick up calls or pick up text messages after a certain time. And that's okay. Um, I'm sure I'm gonna burn out at some point in the future and that's okay. I think you have to give yourself the space to do that because yeah. if you don't, then you're gonna feel terrible when you do. So that's all I'm gonna say about that. <laughs> it's not perfect, but just beginning to listen to your body more. That's what I think uh, is most important. And it's about like when you say like, yeah, realizing that you were, you're not Superman, you're actually a human being, you have blood running through your veins and listening to your body. The the other day I was reading this article that says like your body gives you warnings, but sometimes you feel like, ah, yeah, this thing is like, I can do it, I can keep going, I can keep pushing. And of course we all do that. So there's nothing to feel like sad about it, it happens, but it's just like we you have that moment, you realize it, and then you push back up again. And it's like you fall six times, you get up seven times if you fall again. But just at that point that you're falling, just it's it's fine. We are it's it's a process, it's an experience. You always have to go through those things. And yeah, I would say. Basically, talking about burned out, <laughs> yeah, somehow it's it's a common theme here. I mean, I would say my first burnout was actually before we graduated and and, and, I, and just sharing. Like, I think, Charles, you were actually a big witness to that. I, I it's It was, uh, it was really, yeah, I didn't even realize that that could happen. And I was just like not knowing what the hell is going on and just taking the time out and coming back. And as you said, it's true, we will definitely burn out again, but just picking yourself back, remembering in the good times, you keep pushing when it's a bad time and then you, you, um, you, you re, it's like you slow down to go faster kind of mechanisms, you know? Sometimes it's just better to go back and prepare again and come back to take over. So yeah, Annie, what about you? What would you say? I think um, one thing that I did also learn is the role of other people when, when you burn out. Like, I mean, obviously it is something that I've experienced as well, but just um, being able to accept help from other people and to recognise that your support networks are a big part of recovering and that, you know, like if you've, you, you don't have to do this alone. You, it, when, when you've burnt yourself out, you it's it's okay to to reach out to people and sort of ask for specific things that might help get you going again. And that that's been a lesson of twenty twenty, I think. So I see here that our time is beginning to wrap yeah. up. Um, why don't we um, just, uh, I don't know, make people aware of some things that are coming up for this podcast and these channels that you're uh, uh, listening to. Um, I think that uh, Naomi, uh, as well, all of us, uh, it tends to be a repeating thing, uh, Chef Who. The mm -hmm. Sheffield mm -hmm. World Health Organization simulation uh, is happening again, and um, we're looking forward to having that team on um, to produce an episode with them sometime over the next 10 days. Um, we're going to go uh, live with them, just like how we're doing now um, on Facebook, 
Twitter, YouTube, um, and then the podcast stuff will go out through the various channels. So you'll hear what their theme is about and what they're up to. Uh, is there anything else else that we want to like uh, shout out to our uh, listeners before we wrap up? Oh, yeah, there's a couple of other things. So there's our research project, Flops, which we started last year with our episodes last year. And this is going to continue this year. We're still in the process of getting a few approvals done for that. But um, it, the, the surveys, the online surveys for our research project will be out um, will be available soon. So we really, really hope that as many listeners of ours can complete those as possible would help everyone in the public health sphere learn how to um, deliver educational content over social media, like over podcasts the way that we're doing. Um, So that's one thing. And the other thing is that we want to mention our next episode beyond the Shefu episode as well. So. Yep. Charles, I think that the Chef Wu episode is like a 1.5. <laughs> so yeah. our, yes. our main exactly. episode coming up and I uh, would say we watch out for that. Do we want to spill? Uh, Charles, I think you already spilled what the topic will be about. So the next episode will be about COVID. And so uh, um, it's going to be us reflecting. We made a recording back in March, <laughs> March or April of 2020. Um, that's going to be out for you all to listen, but we're going to be doing a bit of commentary ourselves. Um, the uh, recording is a bit long, so we foresee that, that uh, for, this will either be broken up into more than one episode or like we might do one episode and you all can take your time and try and go through it. But um, it'll be interesting to see what our reflections will be one year out from making that recording. So look forward to that. Um, so to give you this timeline so that so that you know what's going on, Shafu episode sometime in the next 10 days at the uh, um, end of February, you're gonna get our, uh, our um, episode with us essentially giving commentary to the episode that we recorded in March. And um, before that episode, you're going to have the uh, recording that we actually did. So that's our timeline for stuff coming out. And at some point in there, Flux is also coming. Well, yeah. at some point, Flux is going to come out. We yes, are at the whims of ethical yeah. approval. <laughs> yeah, definitely, we'll let you know. So also watch out uh, on our website, everything. Like definitely, that will be out there when it's out and social media channels as well. Yeah. So yeah, and uh, we're taking it slow this year, just uh, but we are definitely trying to be more consistent. So just to, to, to reiterate that and hopefully we will have a good time this year together. Yeah, and thank you so much for coming back to us. I hope that um, we all hope that you do continue to tune in and to stick with us um, and that we'll make it as interesting for you as possible this year. Yeah. Yeah, I have nothing more to say other yeah. than join us next month for some more talk public health. Sure. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone.